You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 407th episode of Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim, no longer in a cave in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> this, this is Matt, no longer in Cable, Wisconsin, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this is Spencer still in the beautiful Pioneer Valley of Massachusetts. Guys, I don't know. I don't know where to start this week. There's oh, a I lot. Do. There's a lot going on. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We we want to start well, TV. Well, I I first off Seems so confident. Shout out to friend of the pod Amanda Nauman for Mammoth Tough out uh, in California this week. Amanda, yeah. I wish I I can't wait to hear more about your race on Grodio and all these other places. I don't want you to think we're burying the lead here because Mammoth Tough happened. Friend of the pod, wide angle podium. Awesome work to Amanda and yes. Derek out there. Mm-hmm. It looked awesome. But oh, it was Shawamigan weekend. <gasps> and I got to tell you something, guys. Uh-huh. I was really enjoying the Instagram reels on Friday before Shawamigan happened of most of the pros that were there for the Lifetime Grand Prix, male and female. Uh-huh riding the track because not very many of them had done Schwamigan in the past. Yeah. And it was almost like a lot of, there's a lot of coverage where like, it's just this. And it was the wide grass fields yeah, yeah, yeah. going up and down of the seven sisters yeah, and all these areas. And I don't think people listen to the podcast and really understand what Schwamigan is. It's the hardest two hour effort on that circuit. It's the shortest race of the Lifetime Grand Prix series. Yeah. And it's an absolute smash fest. Like there's, I don't think there's a part of tactics that really happened there until like what mile 30, when you go up fire, fire tower climb or whatever, like, it, well, it's really, yes and no. There's some of those, some of those fire roads are sticking on or you're not. Uh, yeah, that's true. There's, there's a lot of open racing, but there's, there's some roads that on paper you say that's a fire road, uh, a car can drive right down that, but they can't uh-huh. because their wheel will explode because there's jagged rocks everywhere. And it's basically like a constant single track line between rocks. So especially if you're going 30 miles an hour, like the pros, so I, I bet some so, of them uh, underestimated how hard those would be. Also the weather again, uh, it made itself known yeah. again. So we'll get into it. It did, but shout out to the winner, Brandon Lang of Oregon out sprinting Riley Amos and Alexei Vermulin. Uh, Keegan Swenson was in the lead until he crashed in the last corner. Um, so the four of them were kind of off the front for a while. Yeah. But it was just like, if you look at the race coverage, it would be like, oh, 50 riders in the lead group. And then 10 miles later, it'd be like 30 riders in the lead group. Like it was just mm-hmm. like a slow battle of attrition. And I kept mm-hmm. watching to see where 278th place finisher 
Matt Allen was. 291. Um, don't don't give me credit but, for what I didn't do. I had 291. I did 291. But also not in the pro category. No, not in the so pro So you race. didn't so you didn't start with the team like so now they start the pro men or they start the pro women 30 minutes ahead of the pro men. Mm-hmm. So uh Sevilla uh uh Blanc took the uh, win by like a ton of time mm-hmm. over huh. her closest uh, competitor. Uh, sorry, that's Sevilla Blanc. My bad. But anyways, yes, awesome USXC champion. I uh, I enjoyed. Um, I saw Becca Faringer uh, there um, uh, having Instagram stories about uh, doing the pre ride with the Kona folks and uh, <laughs> being like gravel bike or mountain bike you know like so-and-so says gravel i'm thinking mountain instantly shot her a message and was like mountain bike 100 percent. do not do not oh, screw no. this up Come it's got to be a, a you're gonna so think all you're podium. gonna feel everything in your brain is gonna say gravel bike is gonna be okay and it's not gonna be okay you're gonna flat no you're not all of the um the podium on the men's side were hardtail mountain bikes yeah i mean it's i think a couple of uh cross bikes were in the top 10 but it was it's a hard tail day <laughs> yeah and then i mean anyways i really enjoyed it it's my favorite weekend of the year to watch from afar i had friends here in florida asking me about it so i i was just like yeah it's it is such a crazy race like the weather matters but it's a point to point and you're just basically 90 percent on fire roads there's like maybe you know a couple just a little single track of single track uh, yeah but it's I mean, it's the undulation, right? It's the constant climbing that is what makes that race so hard. Mm-hmm. And there's no, like, even when you're on the super 30 foot wide, uh, single, like whatever fire road thing, there's no real passing. Cause you get out of that single line and you're just in this long grass and there you so, can't accelerate anymore. Spencer, that's uh, some, Really good points um, here. Yes, and, like I've done the race and won it amongst the three of us before. And well, what I want to, well, no, <laughs> but what I want to get to is, Spencer, I'm going to give you some uh-huh. information. You tell me what okay. you think is happening here. All right. So the race starts. Uh-huh. You get to the first aid station in 258th place. Doing pretty good. Out of 1,300. Would you be, you'd be pretty happy with that, right? That's top. I'd be pretty happy. That's probably where I'd attack my two friends that I was riding with. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So so you're at 258th place. And then you get to the second aid station, and you've lost a couple of spots. You're down to 260th place. Yeah. Two people have passed you and made the last, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. No biggie, right? You get to start. No worries. You get to aid station number five. You get to aid station number five. You've lost 31 spots. Uh-huh. Um, to 291st place, uh-huh. um, well, that, and then you that's... ride the final 30 minutes in alone because no one is around you because all the fast people are in front of you. So my question to you, especially, would you be happy with really that? With this, with this collapse? I mean, this is a collapse of a century. Well, that would have been <laughs> probably my slow leak uh, flat that I got. Ah, through so, some that's sort an interesting of theory. Path of my own. theory. Uh, yeah. So, so Spencer, uh-huh. how does one lose 31 spots? In an hour and 20 minutes. 
I mean, <laughs> is it with fitness? the fitness I would have, I feel like that's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Like not losing more than that. I was gonna say, you guys could be so lucky. Come on. <laughs> so, so little guy, how many flat tires do you have? I set the over under at three and a half on Twitter yeah. to uh, to Spencer. Uh-huh. Spencer, I, I believe you took the under. I took uh-huh. the under, but just barely. I think there were three. Yeah. I had no flats. <laughs> what? So you didn't race? Flat. Are you running? You run it? You didn't race. That's no. unfortunate. Your, I thought you were going to race. Did you run Cushcore? No, I run. I ran tubes with a forty-two in the front and a thirty-eight in the rear. I had no flats. I had no mechanicals. The only mechanical was my body and the van pre-race. So, <laughs> oh, it was okay. the van that caused the problems. Well, if I may indulge you in my race recap story. You know, oh, I'd love to hear. Okay, it. I'm sure yeah. it's been so a little guy did Shawam again. Little guy did Shawam again. Finished so maybe, yeah, maybe I place. Kudos yeah. to you, little guy. Bravo. Thank you. Happy Thank to you. get it. Um, uh, real, real quick, sorry. I just need one point of clarification. Tim, do you have results from 2018 when we all did it? And I, was his time any better the or other, worse? It was like 30 minutes faster than us. Um, oh. I think yeah. that I. I I got three hours thirty minutes last time. Little guy finished in three oh two. Yeah. I do want to point out that I waited a solid twenty eight minutes for the two of you uh, <laughs> on the course. And then also we were in start gate seven. Little guy, what gate were you in? Okay, well, let me tell you my story because I don't actually know what start gate I was in, and that's part of my story. Interesting. Uh, so when we uh rolled into Hayward on on Saturday morning right as we pulled off the main highway into town to find a parking spot, I heard a sound in the van. Um, not a normal sound it makes. I thought, I'm just going to ignore that. We drove a couple blocks, found a parking spot. <laughs> oh, parked. that was your first mistake, little guy. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I was fine. Got out of the van, walked walked around the back, and, uh, yep, there's a trail behind me into my parking uh-huh. spot. Uh-huh. So I, I, I do what any good van again owner would do. I crawl under the van. And sure enough, she's a leaking coolant. She's leaking bad. So you know, she used to do that before I sold her to her. Yeah, to you. Uh, so I, I go into panic mode. It's leaking uh-huh. a lot. It's coming out. Uh-huh. It's it's hot. It's leaking. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> so I I I'm kind of panicking. Uh, Caitlin's like, "Don't worry about it." I'm like, "No, I have to worry about it. This has to get dealt with because otherwise, you guys are stuck here while I go race." So. Uh, Caitlin, Tamboon, Tamboon, and go and get my number for me. And okay. I proceed to spend uh, 35 minutes uh, underneath mm-hmm. the van um, reattaching uh, one of the main uh, coolant hoses that takes coolant up to the, the takes the hot coolant up to the radiator. Um, sure, had yeah. wiggled itself loose. So thankfully, nothing was broken so and I was able to get it back on, though we did lose a bit of coolant in the process. Pretty ideal race prep, though. 100% the ideal thing you want to be doing in the last couple of minutes before the race. Some people say, uh-huh. like, warm-up openers. Uh, uh-huh. Maybe, I know in Tim's case, go ruin a porta john <laughs> But, <laughs> but it's I decided... extremely true, yeah. I decided to go with... I, I just get there early. I remember the yeah, key is no, to be it's the true. first one. No, I wouldn't have been the first one. So... Uh, <laughs> It was a little stressful, oh. but eventually I figured out it wasn't a major problem. It was just something to come loose. I got it fixed. Yeah. I was I was yeah. confident it wasn't leaking anymore. By this okay. point, there was ten minutes to race or t- fifteen minutes to race. I got my clothes on. 
uh, Caitlin, Tombo, so and Tombo, and Paco up, You're feeling good. Good. Yeah, yeah. I got to go to the bathroom. That's I can hear they're, they're doing the pre-race announcements over on Main Street. I'm like a block and uh-huh. a half away. I go find a place <laughs> uh-huh. to go to the bathroom. I roll over there. I'm supposed to be in, in gate one, mind you. I, uh-huh. I, I, I basically lied my way into gate one, right? I mean, come right. on. But I don't so know. Podcast material. I f- I have to one. admit, I am I am the last person showing up to this race. So I felt like a total jerk if I walked up to the front of gate one or anywhere excuse me, and excuse me, yeah. lifted my bike over because I'm 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 very worried at this point that I'm going to get blown out immediately and be like the last place rider. And I did not want to make a spectacle of going into gate one. My whole plan was to show up early enough I could discreetly hide in gate one and not uh-huh. and not be seen. So I walked to the one place where the fences were open and slotted myself in, which I don't know where that was technically, but it was, it was at least 300 plus back because I spent, you guys would be surprised, but I spent all the, like the first hour before aid station one, like just passing people. Uh Like that was the only time I passed people was that first hour. After that, I was like in groups and pass somebody and a couple people would pass me back and forth. But right. I'll say I felt all right, but I was worried about blowing up the entire day because it's the only race I've done all year. And I think I've ridden this distance once this year. So I spent the uh-huh. whole day being very panicked about blowing up. It was it was nice weather. It rained the night before. It was fast the first hour through aid station one. I don't know if you guys remember, there was like one, basically one section of single track in the race. There's like one yeah, part yeah, where like, like a downhill turn. Yeah, downhill and it was sandy and then there's a little climb up. Right as I went into that, I went into that with this group of like 10 guys sitting on the back of this group. It starts getting dark and you hear thunder in the distance. And it got oh. dark and we went into that canopy of trees. It was so hard to see what was going on. And you guys know I'm totally night blind. So it uh-huh. felt like I was riding at like dusk and like trying to get home like at the end of a ride and being like, I'm going to hit a rock at any minute. So that part was scary. I was on the back of this group kind of letting it drift away because I was so sure I was going to crash myself out. Yeah. We, we get out of the woods, get back on some fire roads. I'm like, sweet, I can see again. The heavens open up. Total uh-huh. downpour a la before the race when we did it. Like like street yeah. flooding downpour for 30 minutes at least. Were, so, were you wearing your pink and white jersey? No, I was just wearing a tie-dye t-shirt. There'll be some photos on the Instagram by the time this drops. Don't you guys worry. Um, just the, a t-shirt. You were in a t-shirt. I was wearing a t-shirt. Yeah. So this is like mid-race-ish, mid-race-ish. So, that, so it's been flying and fast so far. And and I've been trying to sit on groups, but like jump groups on the grass. And suddenly I can't see. And then it turns to just total mud. So the whole second half of the race was like the slog that we enjoyed. Um, oh. Just like super muddy corners like huge puddles like every time you j- come down a little downhill there's a mystery yeah. puddle at the bottom where you're like maybe i can ride through that maybe there's a big rock in the middle that's gonna eat me yeah it was fun Real but it was seen bears stuff yeah it was kind of two different races in that sense uh huh. so yeah i so started a single f- speed of help no 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 absolutely not i i don't understand these single speed people at this race are insane the hills are only the hills are either you can carry speed into them and then you have to sprint out of them or there's a couple of hills you just can't carry speed into and they're just like they're like 15% for like 10 seconds but they're brutal and especially when yeah. it's slippery. Yeah. Um I had a walk uh. fire tower this year. 
hundred percent. the question. Total yeah. mud. I could not, I got maybe a quarter of the way up it and then I had to walk it. And then, uh, yes, Tim, I did blow up a little bit. I got cramps. Um, it was, mm. it's not my front derailleur's fault, but I did, uh, get a hamstring cramp and had to get off. Oh, wait a second. You had a front derailleur? Yeah. Yeah. I had two, two in the front, eight Whoa. in the back. Um, but no, 16 got, years. the bike was, the bike was flawless. The only problem was me getting a cramp and okay. it just being hard so, and I haven't been graced. Not enough pickle juice in the old water bottle. No pickle Cramping juice. Up. I literally, I had water in my water bottles. Sweated it all out underneath <laughs> the van. Yeah. And I had bread for breakfast. So it was, I was totally mm. on bread and water. Was it, do you feel like it was because you didn't have a good enough wicking properties on the t-shirt? No, because no, there was no wicking anymore. You were just drenched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't have a chamois on. There was never any wicking. To yeah, be I, I, I were. You, were I, you going back to the roots of Schwamigan 39 years ago without no. any type of performance outfit? Were you wearing Shimano sandals? No, I wasn't. I was wearing. I was wearing. Okay. I was wearing my Mavic shoes. I was Did wearing my Endura. Did you see anybody in Shimano sandals? I didn't. I saw a couple of people in flat pedals. I definitely okay. saw that. Uh, I passed a few cross bikes like early on in the race. Saw a couple breezers right in a row, and they were brothers. That was pretty cool. Guys on old breezer lightnings. Other than that, Schwamigan. I just saw new bikes, and they were boring. And they are all their disc brakes were going. I think should have a noise. almost like a bike swap attached to it because I, oh, I have the feeling that certainly. you could see some amazing things. Certainly, yeah. Schwamigan is such a good bike race in every sense in that it's not too terribly long, but it is so terribly hard that it makes you feel very accomplished to, to knock it out but, without having to do like the unbound XL or something crazy. Right. Like, well, it's, Oh yeah. But it's also anybody can do it. That's the uh, best sure, part. Sure. Sure. And maybe that's, maybe that ties into my next point is like part of the reason why it's so good is that you can pass literally hundreds of people and just feel so good like yeah. no matter how bad your fitness is well, you yeah. will pass several hundred people and just they may pass you back but yeah. when you're going past them the first time it's very rewarding it's a very it, that race unlike any other makes you feel like you are moving forwards yeah and it's awesome <laughs> um so to, to that point i wanted to say i i was feeling i was feeling good about my race i was like happy with it for for what I expected, I was happy, and I was like, "Ah, two ninety one. That's pretty good." And I didn't look at the times like until until right before we got on on air here. Okay, and there's only ten minutes, um, separating me and like a hundred places. That boggles my mind. That if I could have shaved ten minutes off. I could have like been a little faster on the road sections and not got dropped because mm-hmm. that's really where I got dropped the most was well, on the like fire road sections. No, like if I would have showed up to the correct corral, <laughs> I would have not cramped and I would have not uh-huh. gotten dropped on every road uh-huh. section. Like uh-huh. that's easy ten minutes how, and I would have finished a hundred spots did you better. Get a better corral start. I you told you, I didn't end up in G one because nope. I showed up late. So I know, that's what I'm saying. But like, how would you have gotten into corral one? I would have showed up and not had my van leak coolant all over the yeah. ground. And then I, I would know, have don't just... Don't you have to provide, like, past results to get in there? I don't know. They let me in. I told them I should be in Corral 1, and they said, sure. They let me in. I don't know. <laughs> wow. You, wow. You, you asked them, Tim. You're the, one with, you're the one with ears on the ground. I'm just saying that's what I wrote on my, on my form, and 
That's what my, I was on. So, so it's a, anyways, congratulations, little guy. Great work. Um, it is an accomplishment. Anybody that uh, rides a mountain bike should go, go do it. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's and anybody just, can do it. Like it's not hard. Well, it's hard, but it's not like technical. It's not like lead no. hill where you Yeah, gotta, you like, don't you need know, a ton of skill. Trail. Yeah, you just need you need the willingness <laughs> you guys are to absolutely so suffer so, yeah. like you've never suffered before to do well at Schwamigan. I spent a lot of the last bit, Spencer, after Fire Tower thinking about how you had previously mentioned that that was the part that like sucked your will to live. And that yeah. part is really hard because it's, again, it was like last time. We were together last time, super yep. muddy, it's up and down, but you don't carry as much speed as I, I feel like in the beginning of the race, you carry more, you can carry more speed. So the Hills, you know, you're like, you're two hours plus in, uh, it's super muddy. It was like totally like last time. And I kept thinking about you saying that as I was like, one more Hill, one more yeah. Hill. Um, thankfully some guy said at one point, cause I was like, I was like, I don't, I was like, I think I can do this pace I'm doing for maybe 10 more minutes and I'm going to crack. And then I heard this guy on the side of the road guy road say four more hills. And I was like, okay. And then I was able to just like give it everything. And I passed. Nice. I know it says I was at the last aid station. I was 291 or whatever. And then I finished 291. It's like the same thing. But like 10 of those guys had passed me in between that time, between the aid station and the final. But I like on the second to last corner, it was a muddy corner. And I was able to like, because I was like, this is last lap, like psychocross style. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, yeah. railed it and I passed a bunch of dudes. And so I was super happy at the end because I came into the finish and I thought like all these guys must be like coming up behind me. And I came around the big sweeper to the finish yep. and I looked back and there's no one. I couldn't see anyone finishing in front of me or anyone behind me. I was like all by myself. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Because I thought for sure I was about to get it. You, you know the photographer's there. Did you post up for the finish photo? I didn't post up. I was probably uh, just like I don't pat, like exhale, exhaling like I was going to pass out, you know. But I was I was very sure. You know, you have that sneaky feeling sometimes in a bike race. Like you're like, I put in the move, but then you like look over your shoulder and the 10 dudes are all right there. I was sure they were going to be there. And this was uh-huh. one of the rare times that they actually weren't actually just sitting behind me. It was very satisfying so well if 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 folks are curious how schwabingen went when we all three did show up and they haven't already heard it i think we have uh episode 219 was the build-up to it the final build-up and then the episode after that which i think is unnumbered um uh, right after 219 is uh is our recap of the race so you can hear all about how tim cheated and little guy was disqualified and i won <laughs> Yeah, Uh-oh. it's all on there. It's so, all on the tape. So, little guy, with the pros starting after you, were you able to watch them come across at the end, or were you like fixing the van? No, um, I was not. That, the van kind of broke in between for Caitlin and and Tamboon Tamboon on the way to the race. But on the phone with Big Matt Vanigan Extraordinaire, he's able mm-hmm. to uh, give Caitlin the advice to get the system bled. So the van made it, they made it. I didn't, I sat on the grass for a while and then we went over and, uh, took Tombone and Tombone into cable to the lovely natural history museum they have in cable. And then I came back and the pros had like literally just finished. So I didn't see the finish. I saw the podium. Um, I saw the pros hanging out a little bit, but for the most part, no, I don't know. 
a lot of people left. I don't know how well that worked for them. Like, there were still a lot of people there when we came back because um, uh, Tamun and Tamun did the kids race, which started like at five o'clock. So it started like I saw four some hours. videos. The little loggers. I saw you doing yeah, like some little loggers. Uh, zoom in on the tires. How did yeah. Tamun and Tamun do? He did it. Uh, I don't. They didn't really <laughs> keep track of how who was where, other than the first place guy. They did uh-huh. five laps. You didn't uh, keep track. Wait, wait, no, wait, he wait. did. He other did than, five other than the first place. Yeah, because they, they they gave everyone a medal for the kids race, and they basically just did lap times off the kid they're who was like, the kid who was like the fifteen year old who was like setting pace. So they were like, "That's like, the bell everyone lap." Wins. Everyone gets a medal except for this guy does actually win. The yeah. rest of you just participate. Well, it's a kids race, man. It's a it's a, it's a participation thing. But I mean, that's how I feel in cyclocross. <laughs> but the only other races so, wait, he done had been a as a. Kids race at a cross race, uh-huh. and it, it was like, like two minutes. This was like twenty minutes. Like they went for a long time, and they didn't say how many laps they're gonna do beforehand. They're like, "All right, just like last night, we're gonna do it again." And I was like, "What does that mean? Like how how many laps does he do?" He was uh, he was making faces. He was pulling faces at me every time we come. He'd come through, and I'd be like, "One more." He's like, "Oh my god!" But he did it. How was um? Well, that's good. And Spencer, you also raced uh, this weekend, correct? Uh, not, not so much. I wouldn't say erased exactly. All right. Okay. How would that work? What would you say? Well, you, um, so recall just a few minutes ago when little guy was talking about Schwam again in the buildup, how he rolled uh-huh. up and, um, I had some Vanagon issues, um, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't have any Vanagon issues. Um, but someone I know also didn't have Vanagon issues. They had regular car issues. Um, so I had to abandon plans to go to the race, to go rescue a friend who had a car breakdown. And, uh, that was kind of my whole day. Although ironically, it was also a coolant issue and it was also a VW Okay. And I was able to yeah. successfully diagnose the coolant issue because I was like, you know, I've had a Vanagon and it had a lot of coolant issues. And I think uh, this is the culprit. And wouldn't, wouldn't you know it, little guy, it was also a hose that had worked itself loose uh, into the radiator. That's what they do. Yeah. So it, uh, all the VW uh, drivers out there, go out, pop the hood or the back hatch if you're a Vanagon driver. Wherever it and, may be. And uh, yeah. just check that hose connection there and make sure it is nice and tight uh, into the radiator. It's <laughs> a so good preventative maintenance is important. Yeah. So I, I, I took a, uh, a loss on the books uh, from a USA cycling points, but I feel like I took a moral victory uh, coming to the aid of a friend. In Definitely. Need. And you didn't yeah, need to for sure. purchase a one day license. Yeah. And my story also wrapped up in way less than uh, 25 minutes. Like little guy. Hey, I had a lot to tell you guys. If you guys would have yeah, done no, the race, true. you would have had a lot to say. I have one your more story, thing to say about Schwam again. I, interesting. I don't know. I think I buy your short story, Spencer, but I think well, well, we might need receipts on this one. I mean, I mean, I mean, you got, okay. you got any photos? Yeah. I, I believe, I believe the you doing a charitable act and helping a friend, but you diagnosing a problem. I don't know about that. 
It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's actually yeah. story's getting suspicious because of the van again. The story was good okay, up until that's that true. point. That's true. Yeah. If this was an electrical issue, I, yeah, would, believe, yeah. I would not believe myself. Okay. Uh, diagnosing it. Yeah. You got you there because when you left the van in my care, it did have an electrical issue that was a long. So, yes. Okay. So all right, all right. Story's checking out. Story's kind of checking out. Okay. Um, last thing I want to say about Schwam again, and we can move on, is that. Uh, we stayed at a yurt outside of town, outside of Cable. It was really nice, but it was a hike in. So, you park oh. by a trail. You park park by a trailhead. There's a couple mountain bike trails that go off at the same spot. I mean, and then you the walk in. Kind of everything's in. a hike in, right? It's always a hike in. So yeah. we had a hike in. So anyway, this morning we got up and uh-huh. and we brought some of the stuff back to the van and got some of the stuff we wanted to have for breakfast that we didn't want to hike in last night. And we're okay. in the van at the trailhead, and two riders are coming up the road, and I don't pay any mind to them. And we're uh-huh. just, like, shutting the van doors, and the riders kind of ride right past next to the van to hit the trailhead. And I just I look up at the last second, and I'm like, huh, those guys both have EF kits on. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, oh, look, there's there's Alex Howes and Lachlan Morton just... Coming to ride ride past my yurt. Were they staying at the yurt next door to yours? No, there's you there's know. only one yurt there, so they must have been yeah. just staying down the road in cable. Oh, they were um, coming you, to scout out because they were like, "Who's yeah. the jerk that took the yurt from us? Who's the jerk who took the yurt?" Could be. Anyway, Could be. I, you. I feel like I. You gotta know that Lachlan Morton was like, "Dude, let's go ride past that sweet van." <laughs> I How disappointed! So. I I'm so disappointed the little guy didn't yell, didn't talk to Lachlan Morton. What was I gonna yell? T- uh, Caitlin was like, get, get uh, a drop. Know. I can think of 10,000 things. I'd probably <laughs> well, start yelling. I know. See, this is the difference though between it's like, I was yeah. like, I mean, dudes out, they're out here getting a nice, like chill ride in the day after hitting some fun trails. Those are fun uh-huh. trails. I've ridden those trails uh, right there. Um, you I'm know, like, but come see my yurt. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't want to bother him. I also didn't have my phone with me. I left it in the yurt, so I couldn't even be like, I need a drop for the podcast or something. You know, it'd be just like, yeah. hi, I'm a guy. Anyway, I mean, I had the rail bike t-shirt on, but. Hey, you should something. have been like, hey, do you guys know my friend Mitch? You used to ride for your team, <laughs> yeah. I think. You guys For your Mitch. club? I don't know. Yeah. You guys on anyway. the team? He was on the elite are, team. Wait, are they both on the team? Because I know Lachlan's off. I think they're both off. doing his own thing. They're, well, they're on doing? EF, but they're not on the World Tour team or something. I don't know how it's technically yeah. structured, but they're technically not the World Tour, I think. They're crushing it's that weird. average age thing. Yeah. It's weird to... It's weird. It was just... It's always weird to see pros, because we live 90-some-plus percent of our time only seeing them on our computer screens, you know? And yeah. there they are in real life. Yeah. Um, just so well, regular people. Just going for bike rides. pros, we should uh-huh. get to the pro, the man, the myth, the legend, of course. I'm talking about Tour de France stage winner Bling Matthews in Australia preparing for his inevitable mm-hmm. UCI World Championship next weekend in this week's Cream Lap. Hello, this is Shireen from Alaska Lions, and I don't listen to the podcast. All right, guys, here we are in the pre lap. Let's give a major shout-out to all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to WideAnglePodium.com to find out about our family of shows. Mentioned it at the top, but major shout-out to Grodio contributor Amanda Nauman 
for the Mammoth Tough race. I'm sure there's going to be some great content on Grodio with what's happening over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so check that out. We also have indoor cycling uh, starting up uh, fresh. So I'm sure that uh, that's going to be full. But let's not forget, Go Cross, I believe, was uh, this week. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's uh, uh, Cycle Cross CX Radio Airs. really coming back into the fold with the coverage, yeah. crushing it with photos, with podcasts, with articles, everything. New logo. There. New logo, yeah, new brand. The new logo is sick. The new logo is really good. I'm gonna I buy the it. shirt. I I saw it pretty much immediately, and um, I felt like it was. I felt like I must have missed the fanfare that he had about it. Oh, uh, I texted him right away. I was like, "Did I miss something?" Yeah, no. I just sort of just sort of snuck that one out on everybody. Yeah, um, like but we it looked gonna it looks super natural. Uh, yeah. So like, I feel. Uh, I feel like he did a great job. So check that out at the very least, if you haven't seen the new branding uh, for Cyclocross Radio. But um, yeah. uh, Cyclocross is back. Yeah. I connected with Bill uh, just the other day. We were talking about the the Wide Angle Podium donor drive. Uh, All the folks that became supporting members during the donor drive. Thanks again for that. We are coordinating to get uh, all the merch created and shipped out for everybody. So that is coming down the pipes. We are (laughs) a small and very busy operation. So that is taking a little longer than expected, but uh, uh, don't worry. It's coming. We haven't forgotten about you and we do very much appreciate the support. Oh, for sure. Well guys, let's get back to the show. Hey there, it's Mike Vanningham, your second favorite Canadian, and I do listen to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, here we are back at the show, and let's open up that Slow Ride Podcast mailbag. You can always email us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com, where all of your emails are gratefully received. Um, this week, we start right off with um, Matt Watts uh, saying, I have to say, I have never seen the inside of the Oscar Mayer hot dogger. Of course, I'm talking about the Wienermobile, uh-huh. but it looks pretty much like a cycling bus. I have a friend who knows <laughs> someone driving one of these things across the country. Maybe we can make one of your professional dream teams come true. Uh, Hope you're all doing well. Can't wait for episode 400. And it is a picture <laughs> of inside uh, the Wienermobile. It is glorious. It is. Boys. It is amazing. I don't always, I don't often, let's say, refer to myself as a Nostradamus of cycling, let's say. But I think in episode two or three is oh, when we uh, yeah. is when we uh, predicted our, our professional cycling teams, if we could have any sponsor, and I chose Oscar yeah. Myers specifically for this reason. For the Wienermobile. You'd be at the I, back of the caravan. Yeah, well, yeah, amazing. I'd be stuck under the arches as well, but... Um, like the, uh, uh, you know, like the tour bus, uh, at the tour, but, um, I didn't know what the inside, I don't know if you guys know this. I was kind of winging it with that, uh, with that idea. I didn't mm-hmm. know what the inside of this thing looked like. It's a perfect, it's a perfect cycling oh, team. The bus. captain chairs. It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing The the colors, the, the scheming, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a thing of beauty. The wiener mobile is All perfect. That- all I would team. need to do is yeah. do a collab with Palace, and I'm I'm selling jerseys for a thousand dollars a piece. I guess. 
just to get the gas money to power the Wienermobile. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to need it. Yeah. Uh, it was a great email. And the shout, the, the, the clap back from uh, yeah. Mr. Watts here, by the way, arguably the greatest name possible for a cycling fan. Um, going back to like one of the early episodes for our love of the, uh, the Wienermobile for the team. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's great to see. Um, Andy Matthews hits us up from Sydney, Australia, and it's pronunciation tips for worlds. Oh, perfect. Perfect Good. timing. Yeah. Yes. I need this. We're going to need timing. This. Let's get this thing started. All right. <clears throat> greetings. Uh, greetings. Let me just G'day. edit this. Shouldn't it be today? Yeah. Slow okay. ride podcast. <laughs> I am on the ground in Wollongong. And I've just ridden the Mount Kiara loop of the road race course while listening to your latest episode. I, you know, Andy, I appreciate you listening to the latest episode. I apologize for being in a cave. I think we have it fixed out. New technology is not our friends. To help you out, Wollongong is actually pronounced Wollongong, like your woolen sweater, uh-huh. but locals just refer to it as the Gong. Also, Tajik's last name is pronounced like focaccia, like the Italian bread. So that's Tajik Focaccia. 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 Uh, finally, like the Mount F. Pleasant Climb on the final circuit of the road race, the Mount Pleasant Climb, has over a few hundred meters at 15%, making it harder than your Montreal Climb. As much oh. as I would love Michael Matthews to win, I think that it will be a Wout Van Art versus Pogic. Focaccia. Focaccia. Showdown. I do, however, note that Matthew Vanderpool has an exceptional win in Grant GP Woolenity on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So yes. that was beautiful. So now you've got Walt Van Art versus Pogasha and Matthew Vanderpool. <laughs> Love your work. Best regards. Andy from Sydney, Australia. Guys, I'm not giving up hope on Michael Matthews. No. He, Why he's would written you? this course enough, he knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. This is the long con. This is the long con of 10 years of being a pro to make people think he can't get up an over 15% climb yeah. for this race. Yeah. It's been playing the long game, and I, I appreciate it, for one. I am also playing the long game uh, with fitness. Uh, I don't <laughs> think I'm quite at my peak yet. Um, I, I, I think there's a lot to chew on here um, with worlds coming up and with who's on form and, uh, and who's not. Yeah. So I appreciate the, the email quite a bit. Um, I had another point I was going to make is, and I'm fumbling well, is, here. So you guys well, should step it's okay. in. We'll, we'll help you. <laughs> so on form, wild fan art, Matthew uh-huh. Vanderpool, a late entry uh-huh. going to cause problems for the Belgians. That's uh-huh. why he's yeah. going. Uh-huh. And then you've Good. got uh Pogachar. Um, oh, yes. And Pogachar. That's I mean, where I was going to go. And you got Bling. I mean, I, who else is there, really? You know? I had never made the connection between Pogacha and Fokasha. And I think that's something, there's something there. And it ties into our uh, lamenting the nicknames in cycling or the lack of nicknames in cycling. Mm-hmm. And I think. I think the bread man, maybe the bread winner, maybe the baker, something along those lines 
yeah. should be Pogacha's instead of Pogue. Just do we know he's gluten intolerant. No. We do. I mean, we oh. do because he has a line of like like uh, pre-made sandwiches that are available in uh, Slovakia. On focaccia? No, I don't know what kind in of Slovakia or Slovenia, little guy. Wherever he's from, I messed that up. Send <laughs> the hate mail in. You know what I mean. Well, all two and a half million residents are really going to come after you. You're just going to have will. to wish that they, just be happy that they're not all two two and a half million from New Mexico. It so, still it just baffles my mind that that country has so many great world class athletes. It is something must be in the water. Um. <laughs> so speaking of worlds, you guys have and and speaking previously uh, in this episode of uh, Mitch Docker, you guys have seen his ride that he's doing across yes. Australia to get to worlds. Pretty epic. Doing a lot mm-hmm. of gravel grinding making some epic videos of it. Um, social media coverage is on point. Wishing him the best. Pretty sure he's listening. Um, he's probably waiting for episode 400 to drop uh, like everyone else is. Uh, so just want to give him a quick... the whole way across? Like on yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The From highway his house. With like... Is he in Not Perth? On the... Not on the highway. I don't he's... know. It's... You can see the map. He's got a little, little hand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. check it out. I'll it's pretty it out. cool. It's really well done. I also noticed he has a whole life in the Peloton van uh, with yes, branding on the I side and everything. That's amazing. Um, I, I We're going to have to talk offline about where our van is and why little guy's van doesn't have Slow Ride Podcast branding on the side. And uh, But we can get to that later. Um, it needs paint, man. I'd I paint it kind of anything at this point so it doesn't just start <laughs> rusting. So <laughs> send the money. But, uh, yeah, big shout out to Mitch. Uh, I'm sure he's listening, so I'm sure he's appreciating that we are knocking this episode out of the park and he is not just suffering a little extra on his ride listening. So to today it. he has a 300-kilometer day. Well, on Sunday it was a 300-kilometer day. That's a big day. It's yeah, a real big day. It's a huge day. He's definitely listening to us. To, to keep, He's got nothing to keep else the, to do. the momentum yeah. going. No, we are we are keeping the the pedals turning over there, and uh, so you know maybe give him some words of encouragement. Like uh, I don't know, that, that van is so sick, though. Yeah, think about the van. Think about Fakasha. Do you guys want to talk anything else about worlds? I, I guess like Ghana didn't win the individual time trial so i was a little shocked there that's a surprise yeah um i mean i didn't watch the tts because you know (laughs) because tts TTs. uh i didn't either i'm a little i guess i don't really know too much about tts other than i probably would have picked ghana to win but look looking at the list now of how it uh shook out i actually uh am kind of surprised Stephen kung didn't win because he's been right up there knocking on the door forever. And I'm sure and little guy's going to tell us all about the Norwegian that did beat Stefan Kuhn. Hopefully, because I don't know much about him. Uh, but I know little guy is all in on the Swiss team for nice. time trials. So He's a Norwegian. Do you think, do you think the little-known Norwegian software company Visma is pretty stoked that uh, possibly they're yes. sponsoring a world tour, a, a world champion in the TT? Yeah, I, I bet they're very stoked. After, especially after... Uh, Tom decided to retire before making another run at it, which was initially when he was, said he was going to retire, that was this was like the goal. And then he was like, no, that's dumb. <laughs> if you want to retire, then, you don't want to prepare for a time trial. 
And then yeah, Ellen Van Dyke yeah, uh, takes the win on the women's side. Now, going into the road worlds next week, weekend, Keegan Swenson, who just got fourth at Schwam again, is uh-huh. going to be representing the United States, which is awesome. Um, probably his first road race in a long time, maybe? Ever? Assuming. Ever? Oh, we, talk- yeah. we talked about this last yeah, week. No, but it's still, it's going to be pretty awesome. And then, so yeah. I mean, I guess I'll I'll try to watch some of it. The time's all weird though, because it's like you know, it's like 10 a.m. Yeah. there right now. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's like 12 re- hours the other way. W- yeah, was it what it, whatever year it was that Thor won? Mm-hmm. In there, I remember going to Hard Times to watch it of all places, which people know Minneapolis of like uh, the 22, 22 hour a day uh, dirtiest crusty punk cafe in town. Yeah, I, and I went because it was like at some weird time, and maybe I didn't have internet at my house at the time. I don't know. I just remember going Certainly. to hard times because <laughs> your neighbor was probably asleep. Yeah, yeah. So, they unplugged the router overnight. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's my memory of that. I don't even really remember the race. I just remember being, um, being being there at a weird. Interesting. Hour. Well, next I year mean, we'll be there in Scotland to watch. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, what is it with the Norwegians doing well when? Worlds is in Australia. Mm. Is there something there? You'd think they wouldn't, because you would think they wouldn't like the heat. But here they are. Uh-huh, they love the heat. They bring in the heat. I don't know. Yeah, they love it. They bring <laughs> and the, uh, the women's DTU too. Ellen Van Dyke, uh, a very deserving winner, but uh, just stuffing the local uh, into second place there. Gracie Brown. That is kind of a heartbreaking story, a little bit. Um, I'm sure all of Australia was rooting uh, for her to, to win that one. Um, and she, of course, uh, just over Marlon Rooser, who I think little guy said had the best hair in the Peloton. Is that best right? Best hair in the Peloton. I was hoping yeah. she'd win, of course. I'm it's pretty amazing. She's got great hair. She's also right. a really great bike racer. Let's not take that, that helps. Well... I'm excited for Road Worlds. I'm more excited going into it for next year, but because we'll okay. be there in person. So we'll That's have to keep checking it out. I mean, um, the plan was to be at Schwamigan. The plan was to do episode 400. The plan <laughs> yeah, is still uh-huh. to be at Worlds yeah. in 2023. Two so, of those three things will happen still. <laughs> yeah, Remember yeah. to wave at all your fellow cyclists, except, oh, this email comes to us from Craig. G'day, slow ride team. I'm not Australian, but aren't we all Australian this week? Mm-hmm. Here I sit, extremely bored or deranged, watching the Tour of Luxembourg time trial stage. Oh, it boy. is an out and back stage such that the start finish straights run on the same road with all the necessary barriers, of course. However, these barriers are not preventing the racers from seeing each other. And I have seen no racers waving to each other. <laughs> what gives? <laughs> Are you uh, free from this critical rule just because you have a skin suit and a time trial helmet on? I think UCI points should be docked or maybe pull from the list of the slow ride pod punishments for this egregious misdeed. Keep up the satisfactory work. Listener <laughs> extraordinaire, Craig Schmessing. This is actually a pretty solid uh, gentleman. You yeah. should at least wave at least once to like if you see a teammate coming the other way. Kind of like how school bus drivers wave at each other. 
uh, going down the road or like yeah, the city bus driver. Like cheap it's just Wrangler kinda... drivers or Vanagon drivers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you just do the wave. If a Vanagon driver doesn't wave back at me, I am grumpy for the rest of the day. Yeah. It's uncalled for. Yeah, yeah it makes no, sense. No, it's the same thing for sure, yeah. Definitely your teammates. Okay. You at least yell yeah. something goofy to them. Like if I saw one of you guys during a TT, I'd definitely yell something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, okay. It's a I, it's a it's a fair point. I love love getting emails. So uh, you know, many thanks again. Um, but I just, I mean, come on. You gotta wave. I mean, at least to teammates. I think I think you guys are onto something. I was, I was thinking about this before little guy said that, and I was like, well, it's a profession. It's a professional setting. You don't have to wave during a race. Like I get it. Like it's fine. But then he was like, oh, but you see a teammate going the other way. Yeah, I th- I think yeah. Like, give them tips. Be like, hey, the wind's coming. You know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tuck him. your tuck your yeah. head. You know, you're not yeah. arrowing a flat back. You know, something like that. So, um, now with this lead up to worlds, right? There's a lot of concern about getting down to Australia, but there's also all of these quote unquote little throwaway races that no one up until relegation mm-hmm. battle cared about. Mm-hmm. And now you've got all of these um, Muppets out there for these pro tour teams complaining about how dumb promotion and relegation is because they're having to go out and get um, points. And it's been very, very disturbing for me to see Dylan Grosenwagen complaining about promotion uh-huh. and relegation. His job is to race and to, mm-hmm. you know, pick the right team, pick the team that wants to, uh, you know, move up. Or stay up. And I just, I think this relegation thing, I'm all in. I will die on the hill. I want it every year. Yeah. Three teams up, three teams down. It's what's going to make this get closer to Formula One. It's going to make it more like every race matters. Because mm-hmm. I want them treating the Japan Cup with the uh, fervor it deserves. Mm-hmm. Get I, the points. I think I agree with you, but I think maybe for a different reason, which, uh, you know, I, is a hill I will die on, I guess. But unfortunately, UCI uh, won't die on this hill, so it doesn't really matter since they're going to let everybody uh, yeah. have licenses. But, yeah, I, 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 I think there should be some impetus, right? Some reason to race. Like, even if you're not the, uh, the Jumbo Visma of the world tour, like you should still have a reason to race. Like it's, I don't know. Like it's, it's what makes racing exciting. Like it's what makes stage racing exciting, right? Like you have a green Jersey, you have a polka dot Jersey, you have a white Jersey. These are other races within the race that make things more exciting. And especially if the television coverage and stuff would be like, Oh, there's Grossenwagen, and so and so, like in the broom wagon, who's gonna like make it out of that, or who's gonna win that yeah. points, that last point on the line, or whatever? Um, they could make that more of a story and make it more interesting and get the teams some TV time for it. Uh, I think there's a lot of untapped uh, potential in this, but it loses all of its teeth if you don't follow through at the end of the season, right? Like, yeah. Well, why would I mean, they do that? Alpecian yeah. is put in the work, you know, Uno X is put in the work. Like these teams are crushing it. And there's, there's world tour teams who got the license and sat back on their laurels and aren't worried about it. And 
all of a sudden are realizing they're in trouble potentially. And now they're like, well, we're going to sue. We're going to do whatever. It's like, no, you signed up for this, man. Like, I think I think the USAI is doing a, a huge disservice to cycling and the fans and the teams well, it's and the, the sport. Uh, this is not, not the enforced. first time where the UCI does not show any backbone right. to like any of their ideas that are actually pretty good. The main one to me was like the no race radios. Right. Remember how like they tried that and then Lance being the amazing cycling person that he is like did like that whole like slow roll like protest where like they weren't doing any type of attacking because of the radios claiming it was like for riders safety mm-hmm. when and then the races where they don't have race radios you get an Anna Kleisenhofer of Austria going off the front and everyone thinking that they've caught the main group but they're not paying yeah. attention to what actually happened off the front that's the beauty of no race radios and the UCI only holds firm on that for a couple races a year yeah, and it's like and, implement know. these rules like this and you got to stick with them for a while see if it works go th- go three years with promotion relegation see what happens yeah do you I lose mean, there's, sponsors maybe there's there's a balance right like you want the racing to be as good as possible you want the races to be as good as possible but to sell a sport to to the public at large to grow the sport to bring in new fans you need to consider the fan experience as well as part of these races. Like give me more storylines to follow. Give me something to care about. People like to root for an underdog. Like I love to see uh Cavendish like r- with his resurgence of a career. I hated that dude. Like through the prime of his career, <laughs> I could care less about what he was doing at the front of the race. Sure. I, wa- I like, I didn't enjoy seeing anybody crash, but I didn't mind when he didn't make it to the line. Like I was like, ah, good. Somebody else can win. Like, (laughs) and now it's a totally different, like 180 on his career. And he's got a story. Like he's got something to, even if you don't like the guy, you're just like, ah, that'd be cool. You know, like, Oh, will he get, will he even get called up to the tour to have a chance to go after Merckx's record? Like these are compelling stories and the UCI does not seem interested in telling them. And that's, that's a disservice to fans, and it's a bummer, I think. Super bummer. Well, I I just hope that they can see through. Um, little guy, anything else on your radar in the world of cycling that you need to get off your chest since you spent all of it in Shawamigan in a yurt this past <laughs> week? The yurt would bring some insights to me. Uh, no, you know, I was going to gripe about disc brakes, but you guys have heard me do that a million times. Now. <laughs> yeah, just like listen to any gauge. other episode, yeah. <laughs> Canty's rule, disc brakes drool. That's, mm-hmm. uh, I'll say that especially so, after listening to them grind on everyone else's bikes. I did get the Klein built up. Have that now Whoa. back in my possession. Really? Have you ridden it? Have you ridden it? I have it? not ridden it. Nope. What are you waiting for? Well... I, I'll ride it soon. I'm trying to think what I'm actually going to do with it. Cause like now we got it built up to like how I bought it. So it's got a rack and everything. I think I might actually turn it into my single speed, get some like riser bars on there. Ugh. Um, make it, make it my, Here's... my round town, like a one by Oof. one by eight or something. Make it my like bar bike. That's not single speed. I, I don't know if you yeah. got, if you're, I know you're not mechanically inclined, but yeah, a single speed, but, you know, you're usually one like in the one front by. and one in the back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. It does not have horizontal dropouts, so. Got it. Got it. Yeah, you have to run a chain tensioner for sure. That's all right. Yeah. Paul makes a really sweet one. 
Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Just keep the gears, man. Keep it original. I'm just saying, like, I'm going to make it more of, like, my townie bike and get rid of the Mozzie. Yeah. Like, that's that. That's what Oh, okay, okay. I forgot. Like, keep the frame, but, like, Mm -hmm. you know, that becomes the, the fun bike. Okay. All right, all right. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, make it your own so you enjoy it. Yeah, and no. send me but send me the cranks. I don't need the cranks. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so so I'm, gonna put them on the face, I'm gonna put them on the face put them on the Facebook marketplace. Uh-huh. Maybe uh, somebody will bid on them. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Maybe somebody we'll will. <laughs> maybe. I, anyway. I definitely need I definitely need more cranks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, with that, I think it's time to call yet another episode of the Slow Ride Podcast to a close. Congratulations to the little guy for winning this year's Schwamigan competition amongst the Uh, three of us. Um, Well done. Many thanks for all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to wideanglepodium.com to find out more about our selection of shows and how you can support independent cycling media. And with that, oh, find us on Instagram and Twitter. Little guy's gonna uh-huh. have a ton of photos up on Instagram of the of the the race mm-hmm. at the Slow Ride Pod on both Instagram and Twitter, and email us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com. We'll read your email on the air. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando, it's Matt in Minneapolis, and this is Spencer in Holyoke, Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave and all your fellow cyclists, including teammates time trialing, that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. an episode that was amazing when that one person said that thing and then the other person totally like set them straight oh man that was great i'm gonna have to go back and listen to that again but hey since i have your attention now hello cyclocross friends new friends and old friends and soon-to-be friends my name's bill i host another show on the wide angle podium podcast network it's called cyclocross radio and we talk to the biggest stars in cyclocross and even the medium stars in cyclocross and some of the soon-to-be stars in cyclocross. We also have a panel discussion we call the Media Pit with my buddy Zach and Michael where we go over all of the new rules that might be coming out and the calendar situations and races that happen. It's a great time. It's a great conversation. We built an amazing community that we want you to be part of. So go to wideanglepodium.com Become a member there, then go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Cyclocross Radio. Do it. Do it now, Cyclocross friends.